If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. They provide 100% free hosting with no storage limits, no trial periods, and no strings attached. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even engage with your listeners by inviting them to leave you a voice message. Add your favorite voice messages to your next episode with only a single tap. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They even provide analytics that allow you to visibly see your metrics from multiple platforms all on one dashboard. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Just record audio ads in your own voice and choose where they go in your episodes. You decide the brands that you want to work with and the episodes you want to monetize, meaning you have complete control over your content and can seamlessly blend promotions on your show. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in to the Morning Drive with Craig. I'm your host, Craig Houston. And today, we're just going to talk about a few thoughts that I'd be having on my mind uh, in relation to generational wealth. Um, how many of you are focused on generational wealth? What, is, what does generational wealth mean to you? How do you feel about it? What do you consider generational wealth? Let's dive into it, right? So, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of things about generational wealth lately as I've been um, on this new journey that I plan on taking with content. Um, for those who don't know, I'm active duty military, uh, but I'm also focusing on my transition from I've been active duty military. Um, currently, you know, I have a wife, three kids, 118, 112, 110. Um, and to me, I'm focused on the long-term future. How do I set my family up for success uh, going forward so we don't repeat the same redundancies um, that people in my family have previously made to where we can actually move the needle forward to where um, poverty won't be in existence in my family. Hopefully, if I can help it from my angle. Um, you know, it's just about, I'm more so focused on well-balancing our kids and making sure that they understand financially how to live their life and how to make moves where they don't have to put themselves in a thing where they are pretty much uh, a slave to the lender, right? You don't want to be enslaved to the lenders, um, according to how Dave Ramsey said, but that's not uh, my focus. My focus is more so on how to balance your life and manage your life to where it leaves you with less stress, less anxiety, and you are able to not only just take care of your family and yourself, but I'll actually reach across the aisle and help others when you get the chance. Um, you know, when your financial situation puts you in a better situation where you can actually help others, you feel like you're doing more than just um, taking care of the necessities, but you're back to you're basically giving servitude, and that's my focus. My focus is on you know not only just contributing to my family, but how can we contribute to the world? And if you're not trying to give something back to the world. What are you doing? You know, how are you, what is your contribution? And are you even focused on your contribution? And if you're not, then why not? So a little background about myself, right? Um, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I joined the military at 18. 
as soon as I turned 18, honestly. Um, my father wanted me to go to college, um, but I was more so focused on not taking on student debt and not putting him in a situation where he had to help me fund the student debt. That I, I just figured I'd go in the military and um, and I'd make my own way and I'll eventually work on getting a degree. Um, so far, I you know I have an associate's degree and I'm currently working on a bachelor's, uh, but that's almost, but that's with 18 years in the Navy, I'm 36 today. Um, and really and truly, I don't even know if that's what the focus should have been the whole time, honestly. Um, was trying to figure out was I needed a degree or not. But what I more so wish that I would have um, had the opportunity to learn early on before having to figure it out that it was something that I needed to be more focused on was financial success. Um, because to me, anyone can make money, right? But when you make money and how you ex and how you expand that money is what really makes the difference in your life. Because, um, you know, when you're young, you're thriving, um, you think that life is all about, you know, money, clothes, fun, and all of those things. Um, and when you don't have it, it makes you realize, hey, you know, you got to you got to change the way that you, you live. Um, I'm fortunate to say today, you know, that uh, me and my family are debt free. Um, we've come a long way. We're invested in uh, multiple uh, stock portfolios and we're actually, you know, building wealth versus, you know, creating more debt, no liabilities. Um, and that took time. And, you know, my, my challenge here today, you know, is just to talk to people and put it out there to the world and make them understand that, hey, you know, it's not something that you have to focus on uh, tremendously every day, but putting the best effort forward to make sure that you have a budget in place is probably the number one key to life. Uh, you have a budget, you know, you can make things happen for yourself. Um, you can figure out how to go about, you know, moving and shaking in the world to where you can actually start turning that money into successful uses for you besides just buying things. Uh, starting to identify what your uh, needs are versus your wants. And then you'll start to understand that, you know, sometimes you have, sometimes you can pay for that want that you want, that you uniquely that you need to have in your life, but you don't necessarily have to have it all the time. Um, prime example, right, for me is that I love, I love to sit back and buy, like, the nicest thing um, whenever I get the chance to just spend a little bit on myself. But I've realized lately that what does that really do for you? You know, over years I've realized that what is that gonna to contribute to? Um, you know, I rarely ever buy clothes. I have to make a, I have to force myself to buy new clothes. And I usually buy new clothes when they're on sale. So I don't even buy them when they're at full price because I don't feel like I should pay the scale for the full price of it. Um, but I also have realized too that there's some things in life where if it takes away your time, because um, to me I feel I have come to realize time is your biggest, um, asset right uh, people can talk about cash all day long cash helps you necessitate some of the things in your life to benefit from the assets that make sure that you're going forward in life and for me my time is my asset right um prime example okay um currently you know i don't have this problem right now but um before like when i had a home uh, where you know the grass grows um when i stayed when i was stationed in uh, dc uh, grass grows tremendously out of control, right? Leaves everywhere. Um, I would have to spend Saturdays and Sundays, you know, cutting grass, raking leaves, doing those things, and it was taking me away from, you know, things that I considered more important to me, uh, my time. And, you know, so 
if I would have understood that before, I would have just had paid people to get the leaves out the yard, get the grass cut at a reasonable price. Because if I had the focus that I have now, I would have probably been able to make more content, do things with my life to where it's focused on me and actually provided me the opportunity to build more generational wealth. But I didn't think about those things like that. Um, I think about them like that now because I just know that you know it's big. It's bigger things in life um, to do, and it's not to be focused on just going to school, going to somebody's corporate office, and doing their their work for them when you could actually be out working for yourself. Um, and that's what I'm focused on now. I'm, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids now is to look. Look to yourself and look to see what you can do for yourself. Some some things, some people in this world are contributors and that's what their role is. And some people are entrepreneurs and some people are just people who are locked into the bubble. I have to work for somebody else. And there's nothing wrong with any of those situations if that's what your situation puts you in. Some people are, are very wealthy off being in either one of those categories. And I just think that my chosen path is not to continue on doing what other people work, uh, they call it call their work is my work. I don't see that anymore for myself. So um, that's what I'm transitioning to. I'm transitioning to where I'm thinking more so about my future and how that future is going to impact my family tree and going forward. Um, so, you know, like things like that is what I think about a lot of times. So I'm interested in knowing, you know, how do y'all feel about things like that? And um, am I missing something? What's off the mark about it? And if I am, you know, Please leave me a review. Let me know so I can talk about it. Uh, we can break up. We can hash it out, and we can talk about those things more in, in concept, right? So, and like, what do you, what do you mean? What do I mean when I talk about generational wealth, right? One, you got to get out of debt, right? If you're in debt, that's that's number one. You can't. It's, it's some good things. Some good debt is good debt, and some things are bad debt. What is a good debt, right? Good debt is having a home that you're paying a mortgage on, right? Obviously, that's that's that has increased you know, increasing value over time. Um, whether regardless if you're paying down the principal or not, if you're paying down the principal and you get it to a, the home value itself, you profited from that. But it, it, or the market goes up and the increase of home value goes up, and while you're still paying down your principal, so now your your value in your home is ballooning at the same time as you're making the payment. So, to me, that's good debt. What's bad debt? Bad debt is having consumer credit card where you're only basically buying everything in the world that you have as a want versus identifying it as a need um, and living off and living off that credit card. Um, if you're doing that and they're not paying the bill off in, in full, then it's putting yourself in a situation where it's going to come back to hunt you. So, you know, you got to practice good bill paying, making all your payments on time, things like that, right? So, uh, to me, you got to pay your debts off, right? That's the first step in and providing yourself the opportunity to build generational wealth. Um, then, to me, life insurance. Life insurance is huge. Um, uh, if you don't have life insurance and you have a spouse, um, you have kids, um, you have anyone that relies on your uh, income and wouldn't be able to um, wouldn't be able to live without that income in their household if you was to pass, unfortunately, in any way. Um, I think that's 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 bad um, bad real estate planning. I think that's bad generational planning. I think it's bad wealth planning altogether. 
Um, I think that you got to have insurance, especially um, starting out when you have a, um, a young family and you're still trying to grow to that point where you don't have to, you can self-insure yourself. Um, so term insurance is cheap and it's something that's a value and it's something that you should have as you're learning to build your generational wealth. And if you don't have term insurance, at least at a minimum, you're doing yourself um, a disfavor. It's always t uh, different insurance vehicles out there. Uh, you know, talk, send me a comment, you know, shoot me an email, put something in my review. Let me know what you think about um, doing an episode on different insurance vehicles um, to help you build your generational wealth. If you feel like that's something that we should talk about, let me know. But I think that's one of the things that's in one of the, the, the quick steps that you need to take in your uh, generational wealth planning is to just make sure you um, you have insurance if you have people relying on you because you don't want to leave them in a situation where you're you're you passed and now they're in debt because they can't afford anything or they couldn't even afford to bury you or anything of that sort. You don't want to leave people in that situation. So consider um, insurance if you don't have it. Um, next thing for me savings you got to have three to six months worth of savings right in liquid savings when i mean liquid i mean having it in something that you can assess immediately and you don't have to pay tax on it right um so it's like a savings account a money market account i wouldn't put it in this i wouldn't i don't consider a cd account liquid i mean you can break the whole period on it but i don't consider it liquid so i would leave it you know at least three to six months worth of the expenses in um in a savings account or a money market checking account, something like that. It ain't gonna draw you a lot of interest, but it'll give you something back on it. But at least you have that money whenever you need it available to, you know, take care of anything that comes up. That's um, that's an expense that you did not identify that you need to have. And then always, whenever you spend anything out of that, make sure that you refill it back up to that level before you go on to doing what you was continuing doing and building your generational wealth. So you don't uh, put yourself in a binding situation where it makes you have to pull from assets that are not liquid so let's talk about investments right once you get that, that three to six months of expenses to build up into your portfolio and i know a lot of people will say well craig why would you want three to six months why don't you just do three months minimum and then you know the other three months of the six you put in an investment vehicle you can you can just but just understand though that you're going to have to pay the tax on it if for some odd reason that expense it balloons be on your three-month your three limit, okay, on your savings, which is fine. So um, if you do that, go ahead, put the other three months in your investment vehicle, that's what you want to do. So let's talk about investments, like I was saying. So investments, you um, want to talk about these with your family more so because you want to get your kids early on to think about investing. Um, and start showing them how to invest just as much as you invest. You don't have to like open an investment vehicle for them right away until you get yours set up and moving in the right direction. But you want to get them to think about it like you think about it and see that it's something to be, uh, it's something to it that you can build from uh, when it comes to investing. Um, opening up a stock portfolio, a lot of people will tell you that they invest in mutual funds that mimic the S&P 500, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, a lot of uh, the favorite financial gurus, they talk about putting your first 10000 in that index fund that's going to mimic the S&P 500, so you have some a minimum uh, return on your investment that, that mirrors the um, S&P. But, you know, and then there's individual stock building. Um, I'm an individual stock building portfolio type guy. And the reason why is because I want to control where my money is at and how much of my money I put into a, a certain investment. Um, hold on, I'm going to get ready to go through the gate real quick.
we doing today? Hey, good morning. Thanks, Ian. Hey, you have a good day now. So, yeah, I was talking about uh, how, you know, I like to perform and I like to put my money into my own stocks to let that bill could perform for me versus um, the other way around where I just let somebody else random pick what I get, what I'm invested in. So for me, that's important because uh, you want to see substantial gains on your returns um, on your investments every year, year over year, right? And it's called long-term investing. I'm not talking about trading stocks, doing day trading or anything of that sort. I'm talking about doing good, solid foundational research uh, based on your attributes, right? What makes you feel that the investment that you're making is going to give you a good return on your um, investment. And seeing that investment in three to five years give you a two to three X on your return, right? Two to three X for people who don't understand that's a hundred, that's 200 to 300% on your investment. All right. So, um, if you put a thousand dollars in, then you see, uh, $3,000, you see $4,000 back or you see $8,000 back. Right. So, um, that's what I mean by two to, to a two to a three X. Um, in your investment. you want to see where it goes from there. Um, and you don't want to just put some money into a random stock and be like, oh, I hope it goes there. I hope it goes up. And you don't really want to take too much financial advice from other people. You want to do your own research um, to understand what balance sheets look like, liabilities look like, uh, the cash flow of a company. You want to understand all that stuff yourself. And when you do, that helps you in the long run make sound investment choices when it comes down to it. And then when you get your portfolio set up, make sure that you start um, definitely with a Roth IRA because you can put $6,000 into a Roth IRA uh, that's already been from out of your um, check after you have already paid your pre-tax uh, uh, your, your tax on it, right? All that stuff that goes to your Roth IRA is uh, not taxable because it's already been taxed before you put it into the um, account. So that's your money back to you and all the interest is going to be tax-free. Um but you're going to do so right now. The current uh, holding is uh, six thousand. So, no, that's that's just a little couple of thoughts that I have today uh, on the morning drive. Right. Um, hopefully I do this again tomorrow. And, you know, hopefully I get some feedback from you guys and then I'll um, put that out as well. And we'll talk about that in my comments, or uh, my review of the day. And we'll go from there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the uh, morning drive with me. Um, I plan on doing this more often and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.